Scuba Obsessed is a weekly podcast where we talk about all things scuba diving from cool new gear, places to dive, and scuba in the news. Welcome to episode 33 of Scuba Obsessed, Scuba Navigation. I think it is here somewhere. This week in the news, we have Nevada Family's Underwater Fort, Clearwater Hunter's Comb Depth of Reservoirs, Family Meets Humpback on Scuba Diving Trip, Aquanauts Living on Ocean Floor, Scuba Diving in the Blue Ocean Film Festival, and we also have some cool gear, a pedal-powered scuba sub. Welcome, Jim. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Darren. Um, looking forward to talking about some uh, scuba last week's dives and uh, upcoming dives, and some of the news stuff looks really interesting tonight. It certainly does. We got quite a range of topics that we'll be talking about. We'll go ahead and get going on the dive. Uh, not the dive. In the, not yet. Not, not yet, yet. Not yet. You'd think I've been drinking, which I have. But uh, we'd be getting on to the... Uh, and to the news, and I'm, we're just gonna we're gonna do this in random order. Uh, you know, anytime I go in and pick it out, so it's just gonna be what flows to the top of the pile. So uh, the first one is free scuba diving at the Blue Ocean Film Festival. This is an article out of Monterey, California, and uh, they've they've got a film festival going on out there, and as part of the film festival, Patty. And local dive shops are hosting free, uh, looks like, introduction into scuba diving classes. I like that idea. I agree. It just makes so much sense to go ahead and, and, you know, anytime you're out, introduce people into the sport. So they're saying children 10 and over can participate. Uh, Remember to bring a bathing suit, which I guess would be a good idea. You know, full clothes. Might not be appropriate. Stuff, uh, stuff chafes. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. if you don't. Yeah, you, you don't want that chafing. So if you happen to be down there, Monterey, California, it's going to be in the public between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. at the Portela Hotel. Uh, instructors are going to give people introduction to scuba diving and make it accessible to everyone. Uh, let's see. I don't have a date on this, so it was posted today. I'm guessing it has to be this weekend. So uh, if anybody happens to be down there, let us know. It'd be interesting to hear how that goes. But uh, So let's jump into the next one. This one is Aquanauts Living Under Floor Come Up for Air. Uh, what, what this is, is this is down in Florida, an underwater chamber. And, and if you head over to the Scuba Obsessed website, we'll have the show notes so you can see this. And they did describe it as a bus underwater yeah the and school that, a school bus sized uh, uh place very very neat yeah so uh, th- this location was uh set up in 19 1973 i said 73 1993 yeah i can't even read numbers i can see them right there it's been stationed 63 feet below the waves uh in the keys national marine sanctuary and uh what this article is about is students who are taking advantage of this facility and doing a little bit of research. Uh, algae and seaweed. Uh, so just some beautiful pictures in the article. Uh, 
but it's it, it saturation. Uh, saturation. Goodness, we're gonna have to start over. Saturation diving. You are on a roll. Yeah, yeah. because they they're they're saying that they they came to thir- the surface surface <laughs> the surface on Thursday after 16 hour decompression process. Yay. Nine hours each day on dives. The team needed time for their lungs to adjust to life back on dry land. So, but uh, go ahead and take a look at the article. They have some amazing pictures. Uh, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out, you know, how things are changing with the reefs, uh, sponges, and uh, the biomass in the oceans. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, they're talking about as, as some of the corals recede, um, who's going to who's gonna take residence in their place? And uh, they're kind of uh, kind of watching the algae and the sponges as they move into that area. Right. Very neat. Something I hadn't even thought about. Yeah, I mean, the, in in fertile conditions, you, one species vacates, somebody else moves on in. Uh, some some tech divers will do uh, ocean dive dives a little bit deeper than where the reefs can grow, and sponges are quite abundant down there. Uh, this this is another interesting one. A family meets a humpback whale while scuba diving off Atlantic City. So. Not exactly the spot that you expect to be running into a whale. Uh, they had a dive starting uh, Saturday morning. Uh, it's a normal dive. This family sounds like they're they're scuba obsessed. Uh, they're doing a weekly dives, and uh, didn't expect to see anything. And they ended up coming in, in contact with a. Let's see if I get the right whale. A humpback whale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the whale was so close you could reach out and touch them. Uh, they were inside a 28-foot boat for a dive at 7.30 a.m. when uh, the, the whale breached the water next to them. It seemed to play around the boat for a while. Other boats uh, came by to take a look at the whale, and then they eventually continued their dive. But uh, that, that's something that we just don't have anything comparable here in the Great Lakes is, is seeing a whale come around. Well, I can tell you, if we see something like that out on Lake Michigan, I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am on my way in. <laughs> don't get in the way. What an experience, though. Um, what, at 11 years old, could you imagine? Yeah, that, that, that's something that you'll have to remember the rest of your life. The next article is Clearwater Hunters Comb Depths of Arkansas Reservoirs. And I thought this was a, a unique article. I hadn't thought of freshwater spearfishing. I always think of that as something that's going on in the, in the oceans. Because uh, I, don't, I don't think we can spearfish up here. Are you aware what the, the fishing laws you don't know. I, I, I don't. Um, I don't yeah. know. It'd yeah, be I, worth looking into. I can remember as a kid having friends who had uh, spear guns, but you know, I, I don't know what the context that was in, and that would have been way in the in the seventies. So you know, who knows what right. they do? So that you would need spear guns. Uh, but uh, here in some of the reservoirs, they're saying that the water's really clear, which makes me think that we 
that we need to head down there and, and take a look. But mm-hmm. they're uh, they're fishing. So they, it, this article goes into stories about how what hooked these scuba divers on spear fishing. Uh, one of them was just the the sheer size of the fish. Uh, you know, an eighty pound catfish, a fifty five pound striper, an eighteen pound walleye. Uh, examples of some of the fish that they've taken. Uh, they're saying that there's a little bit of controversy with some of the local fishermen. They they think it's unfair uh, in that these uh, spear fishermen are actually over-harvesting the fish. But the limits are actually different for the spear fishermen. They're, they're half of what a normal fisherman uh, can take. And many of the spear fishermen are admitting that they don't take everything that they can see. You know, they, they're, they're not out to get their limit. Uh, it's a little bit, little bit about the uh, sport of it. Yeah, and, and we've talked about this before in that spearfishing is uh, you you would be selecting your uh, your prey, your target, uh, much more, um, you'd be more discriminating than uh, somebody who's angling from the surface. I mean, even with catch and release, you know, there's the, the potential for injury. And I'm, I'm pro fisher, but don't get me wrong here, but I would think that it would be better for the spearfish fishermen to uh, selectively harvest rather than catching what they can and throwing back what they what they choose not to keep. Um, they're only going to shoot it at uh, at their actual selection. Yeah, as long as they're keeping track of the population and adjusting the catches appropriately, uh, it sounds like it, it should be okay. Uh, some uh, interesting things. It, it looks to vary by state. Uh, the spear game fishing is allowed in many of the Arkansas reservoirs. Uh, this means that divers can shoot particular species such as stripers, white bass, crappies, walleyes, catfish. And throughout the day, the limit is only half of what it is for a rod and real fishermen. The one exception is black bass or not legal game in many reservoirs um the arkansas game and fish commission's uh, website will have specific details spear fishing of game fish is not allowed in missouri or kansas but rough fish can be legal game now rough fish must mean would that be like carp or invasive species Ooh. Now that opens up a whole possibility there, but yeah, usually, usually the carp and uh, things like that are considered the rough. Yeah, they say that most of the fishermen are using scuba gear to pursue the fish. However, there are some anglers that do free diving, holding their breath up to two minutes at a time. Uh, they feel that it gives them an advantage because they don't emit bubbles or noise that spook the fish. Now that just begs, you know, the rebreathers. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I guess. And then, <laughs> pound for pound, what's that? Uh, that what's that, that catfish end up costing you? Oh, the you know uh-huh. seven eight hundred dollars a pound uh, after right. years of fishing. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, uh, but yeah, I would I'd agree with you because when you're diving, uh, you know, we're on open circuit, and uh, when you're driving with a diver that's on a rebreather, it's uh, it's a little odd because when I'm diving with you, say I, I can hear you and and kind of get a location on you and uh, your breathing rate and things like that. Um, you don't get any of that with a rebreather diver. You get it's 
the silent world there. Yes. Uh, some of the longtime spear fishermen equate spear fishing with deer hunting. They have to uh, use stealth when they stalk their prey. The less movement, the better. When movement is required, uh, they say it needs to be slow motion. Any movement or noise will spook the fish away. Hmm. They're pretty wary. They do warn that divers should put up a red flag with a diagonal line through it to signal that they are below. Uh, they can spear fish no more than 100 yards away from those flags, which I thought was odd. I, I guess maybe if you're trying not to have movement, you're probably just tying the flag somewhere and then swimming in a rotation so you're not... Hunting your area, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to think that, you know, maybe a 20-pound test line <laughs> looks pretty heavy in the water. <laughs> Imagine yellow... Uh, cord <laughs> really right. really has some mass to it. So uh, interesting. I you know I hadn't really thought of spear fishing as uh, something. I just love it when we find something else that we can do underwater. And this next article will also post uh, a link to the video. And this is a Nevada family's underwater fort. So the whole entire family <laughs> is scuba certified. So the kids grabbing gear and equipment that was inside the garage ended up making this uh, shelter underwater. And when you take a look at it, it's like pipe and netting and plastic bags. And uh, kind of a side note as they're talking about that they, they're, uh, they, they've nicknamed it the bubble room. And they're actually looking at uh, selling this as a commercial product. I don't know how serious they are about that i think it'd be pretty cool i, I, you, I could, to, you know it reminds me of you know when we were kids and yes. playing out in the woods and making little forts and you know yep. i would uh, we just didn't have the opportunity the clear water to to do this because i would have been right there with them this just looks mm -hmm. looks like a blast uh they said occasionally they do have to refill the air they said uh, they'll use a scuba tank to fill it to replenish, to replenish the air once it gets thin. Uh, a standard cylinder will fill it almost twice, which which is kind of amazing. I mean, it's it, it kind of gives you a visual perspective of what a cylinder can fill up. This thing looks like a moon base. It does. As you're looking at it from the outside. And then uh -huh. just the way, because it's, it's like a net. I don't know if they're... It looks like a heavy, fairly heavy net they're using. Maybe it's a fishing net. Mm -hmm. And then they've got that plastic underneath. So it kind of gives it that bubble wrap sort of look. Like a mylar. Yeah. Yeah, it does have that. And then when you hear them inside talking in the video, it just has that echo uh, exactly as you think it would. <laughs> yeah, they said the, original, the original version was just a net stretched tight and secured to four rocks, uh, one at each corner, and then a piece of plastic was pulled under the net and an air bubble released from a scuba tank. Because of the air, the water is displacing the upward force of the bubbles equivalent to downward force of the same volume of water on shore. So a bubble 10 cubic feet in volume was 74.8 gallons of air, 8.35 pounds per gallon, which means that 10 cubic foot bubble was 624 pounds Jeez. of force. <laughs> yeah. 
So these kids learned a little bit about engineering and lift and buoyancy in being able to create the structure to hold it down. I don't even, do they say how big it eventually got to? The gal You are unmuted. Well, that was interesting. Let's see if we can get Jim back on the line. Well, that was fun. That was. <laughs> <laughs> My computer just uh, decided to shut down on me. It uh, didn't like uh, talking about the bubble fort. I guess oh, not. Aye, aye. So let's make sure everything's recording. I believe it is. Hopefully we're good. Yeah, because uh, that, I mean, it, it, it like me off as well so i don't know what happened did your computer do die that? i don't know yeah it um it, it just shut down flat out shut down but it's up and running now cool grumble grumble oh that's interesting i see what it did have original call i have when i reconnected and now it created a new call for the for when you joined okay so anyway uh we, we were at the point where we were talking about the uh what were we talking about were bubble we talk, room the bubble Underwater room fort. Uh, yeah. at what point did you drop off did you hear me talk about the the size of the steel they were using uh you were just starting to talk about that and uh it was pretty interesting in that um, they went through a couple different, uh, you know, the first design ripped right through the net, wasn't it? Yeah. Because um, <laughs> that's quite a bit of force they're trying to tame. Wow. The, the ring is galvanized steel with quarter-inch wall thickness. That's some big stuff. It said it's a semi-permanent fixture and has been down there for about three years. Mm-hmm. And they, one of the things that I would have, uh, would have been on my mind because we're always, you know, toying with the idea of this, that, and the other being underwater. Um, what, what kind of rigmarole they would go through, um, for having something like that under there. You know, I think it's a matter of, they put it down there and you just, hope nobody notices i mean kids you know they're gonna make forts and it just kind of grew out of that so you mm-hmm. know if you're an adult and you do that then yeah it just takes you know the first time somebody loses a lure or uh, a boat anchor on the thing they'd be screaming so but uh very interesting very cool <laughs> right well from what i'm what i'm reading is that they uh they pull everything up except for the frame itself um, at the end of the day, which is uh, which is pretty cool. You know, oh, so it's, at the, so it's at the end of the day they take it out? Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yep. So, so. Definitely very interesting. And then uh, let's go ahead and take a look at that. Did I give you the link to this, the cool gear? You the did with paddle. the, uh, yeah, with the uh, the paddle sub. Yes. I, fun. Uh so there's, there's another one that will be in the show notes. So the, the only thing I'm thinking about is, do I really need an aerobic workout? <laughs> well, I'm, it's well, a I'm diving. It's by itself, isn't it? 
Oh gosh, yeah. Carrying gear and packing it and unloading it and you know the swimming part. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. A team of engineers uh, unveiled a paddle boat on the French Riviera. Uh, it is nicknamed the Scoopster. 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 Can't go wrong with a name like Scoopster. No. Uh, th- uh, three and a half meter long, one man yellow submarine, uh, twin propellers connected to a pedal belt. Um, the mini sub can reach mini sub can reach speeds of eight kilometers per hour, <laughs> uh, five miles an hour for us in the U.S. If the pilot is in good shape, so that means I would get about uh, a half a kilometer. <laughs> yeah, we'd yeah. get you know we'd get about a quarter of that speed probably. <laughs> it would be fun though. Uh, it certainly would be fun, and this is one of those things that I don't know why somebody who has a uh, a quarry doesn't you know get something like this. You know, you could, you've got a diver there. Have, have something like this. Uh, you limit it maybe to the shallow side, so to reduce the risk of somebody getting hurt, and then you rent it. Right. You know, like uh, you rent a sailboat at a resort or a powerboat, and you have a little pedal. Mm-hmm. A little pedal boat. You know, uh, hundred dollars for you know two or three hours. You know, as many dives as you can fit in. Uh, seems like I that. Think would, so. Yeah. See, I, I think there's a little potential, and uh, this does look like something that. You know, it would be a nice weekend project in the, in the winter that you could do. Mm-hmm. It kind of has a nice sleek design to it. They show an overhead shot. Uh, kind of. It really does. It resembles almost like a little bit of a dolphin. Part of that is the just perspective. Uh, and he says he uh, plans for it to take part in the 2011 International Submarine Race in the United States. So I didn't realize that we had a submarine race. Well, yeah, we do. I've I've read up on that in the past, and it's it's pretty neat. Um, all over the all over the place they come from, and it's a uh, human powered. Um, pretty cool, huh? So that's, that's certainly very interesting. So I wouldn't mind giving it a try. I'm I'm sure it's one of those things that's. Uh, you know, like riding a stationary bike about 30 seconds, and I probably had my fill, but nonetheless... And I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Nonetheless, it would be very interesting. So, we go from scuba in the news to scuba diving, and we both had some dives in last yeah. week. We had yeah. our Michigan Underwater Divers, the Mud Club, uh, what do you call that, the annual picnic? Yep. Uh, I missed yep. it last Steak year. Fry, yep. Did you make it last? And, year? No, I didn't either. This is uh, both of us uh, were able to hit it this year, and uh, you know I'm glad that I went. It was the first time uh, we've all gotten to dive semi together. When I say together, all in the same lake um, at the same time for, for a long time. It was kind of a challenging day for me because we've had the youth fair here in Berrien County going on. And that was the last day of the fair. Mm-hmm. Kids luckily didn't have anything. They and you were busy? Entering in, but we did have company coming in from out of town, and we were going to watch the Demolition Derby. So mm-hmm. I had to uh, juggle schedules and and get everything in. So I, I headed up there. It was a, a rainy 
uh, Saturday morning for this. Uh, not terrible rain, but you know, kind of drizzly and and dark. It didn't look promising at first, did it? No. I mean, it was it was looking like you know maybe it'll be okay underwater, but uh... yeah, yeah, for the uh, family members uh, above above the waterline, uh, it might not have been too fun. But uh, there was a little bit of hu- humidity, but it it was it was comfortable. Yep, uh, it was. I, uh, the, that park opens. We we've dove there before, and we. Uh, got there a little too early uh, after the opening time that was supposed to be there, but uh, there wasn't right. anybody there to let us in. So I got there about uh, 10 o'clock, and uh, there was already one diver in the water, so I quickly geared up and went in. And what was interesting about uh, going early, because last time we had went, we had the uh, uh, Bob personal tour. <laughs> so, right. So we, you know, we got to hit everything, and... And he knew exactly where everything was, what angle it was, uh, you know, great orient, orienteering to get us to all, and underwater navigation to get us to all the spots. Uh, so, you know, I thought, heck, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't have a map like you do to the spot. So I figured, you know, I'll have no problem finding everything. So uh, it's a fairly shallow dive, but for the first 20, 30 minutes of the dive, I didn't see anything. <laughs> I, 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 and I, and, I, and that's not true because I, I, it was a great dive. I mean, the water wasn't as clear as it was before. Uh, yeah, the, the weeds have grown up, have but I grown. just, I just enjoy seeing the wildlife. So it was kind of nice. You know, I was yeah. looking for the objects that have been placed down there to dive on, but I was just uh, enjoying going through the weeds, seeing the fish. I mean, there's some crayfish there that. You know, I'd, I'm, I'd be tempted to need to check and see what kind of season there is with crayfish because they're approaching lobster size. I was going to say, I think I remember somebody referring to them as lobsters and not well, crayfish last well, time. Because but... of Gull Lake, they have that lobster dive. And I yeah. just thought that, you know, you know, somebody was just like eating the lobster and throwing them back in. But these were, I, I actually, so the other time I only saw one and it was a small guy, but I saw some huge for crayfish, yeah, they're very big. Yeah, that, I mean, literally, I don't know, that have been, you know, an honest six inches long. Yep. And there's yep. one of them. I, you know, I I was swimming in the right direction, and then he scooted to get away from me, and he just happened to be, you know, with a scoot heading the same way I was. So he did about three or four of those little shuffles, and then finally <laughs> he said, "Hey, I'm not getting anywhere," and turned around and headed off another way. But yep. that is just neat to see them. And then fish, at one point, uh, I came across a, uh, I think it was a muskie or something that was in there. It was Really? A, yeah. Uh, Bob, Bob actually saw that, too. So, But the, but the first dive, uh, I, I, about, about uh, a third of the way in, I came across uh, these little, I don't call them landscaping, but like Miss Dig flags, the little uh, yep. cloth flag on a, on a wire. So I'm like, right. okay. I've got this. These don't end up accidentally in the bottom. So I kind of started doing a search grid around yeah. it. <laughs> and I kept coming back. And and then even at one point, I came across the rails. And that was funny. Later on, I was asking, how many of those rails do they got down here? <laughs> and it's the same same tray track. I'm just coming back over and over and over. In truth. True scuba obsessed fashion, you can swim a mean circle. Oh, you got, I got that. You know, I, I think one leg has to be. I have to be good six eight inches longer than the other leg. That's the only way I can explain the circles I'm capable of making. 
That's possible. That's but, possible because uh, I got the same circles. I think mine are just the other way. I, I think they uh, are. Which kind of goes to our theory that two divers diving next to each other will will get sucked together. Hopefully, yeah. yeah it, or, or they'll never find each other because they've split. <laughs> and gone yeah. for a... uh, so, but so anyway, that first dive, I, I didn't see a whole heck of a lot. I did see, uh, you know, the train tracks and there was a yard sign and and some some other bits. And then I came on in. Uh, I had a good amount of uh, air back. Uh, and then I wanted to, because I, I was going to leave uh, before, I actually, I thought before the the meal. So then I went right mm-hmm. back down again. I don't I don't think, were you there yet when I went in for the second? I, I was there and you were doing a marathon tank change. I mean, you were sprinting through, you know, <laughs> up <laughs> to the car and swapping it out. And we yeah, said three words and you were back in the water again. So Yeah, that was a rapid, uh, you know, like a, a scuba tank bandolier. Mm-hmm. And going there, so I yeah I, I, I switched out the tank uh, real quick, and this time I I went with Bob and Kurt and uh, who else was it Larry and Ken, so Bob is going to do his uh, legendary uh, navigation to show everybody. But we started a different end. You remember on that first time when you and I dove it earlier in the year, we started uh, well, on the right side of the beach there. Yep, out near the swim buoy. Yep, that was probably uh, east, if I'm if I'm thinking right. Uh, but then this time we went by the other swim buoy, which is where the uh, they call it the platform, which is what I think of as a uh, look like a, a chain link fence. So we so we went down there, and you know I just hate surface swim. <laughs> I I almost feel like bringing a stage bottle just so I can swim underwater to wherever we're going because that is just right. I just do not like that that kicking on the surface. So finally get to the buoy, get to where we're going. And the visibility this time, because you know, also what's going on here is that the first dive I got in, and uh, there really, other than the one other mud club diver, there wasn't anybody there. Uh, but uh, uh, between that and the next dive, we probably had uh, 30 students. <laughs> Rough, roughly, yeah, and uh, so it was picking up. Yeah, it was picking up. Picking so, up. They, and they're all in the shallows doing what students do, and uh, invisibility was definitely starting to drop. And then there was the five of us all together on that dive platform uh, going down. And, uh, you know, Bob and the rebreather, you know, we always like to let him find stuff first since his, his air supply see, seems to be endless. I know mm-hmm. practically it's not, but uh, you know he's he's got a little bit more bottom time than we're going to be able to get with our open circuit. So uh, he he went down, uh, you know, found the platform. We tied off the the dive flags, and then he went through the navigation. And for about the first half of the dive, it was the five of us together, and it was just like cartoons because we are the visibility is is low enough where you can't do a big spread you know if you aren't close you're going to miss everybody but when you're all stacked like that you know you got bob leading and then kurt and i are kind of next to each other and and ken and larry are next to each other we're we're kind of all packed together so if you turn just the way that radius works you're kind of stacked up and if somebody stops to change or to do a signal or to shine a light 
then everybody just piled in. And then so, you know, we're crashing into each other and hitting the bottom and stirring up mud and then thinning on the bottom. And so, uh, you know, we, I'd like to be able to blame the students, but we were handling our own. I was gonna say, I uh, we my son and I on our uh, dive were swimming through a couple of mud clouds, and they were pretty far out for the students from where they were at. So that could have been us. Uh, at at one point, I think uh, you know Larry and and Ken who were in the back said, "You know what? I, I think we're going on our own." <laughs> so we we split off, and then once we split off, it, it, what was working good is when uh, Bob, Kurt, and I. It was almost like a, you know, like how geese navigate, you know, you kind of get that wedge, but mm-hmm. we have like a half a wedge where, you know, Bob was forward and then we reach back just a little bit, kind of slipstreaming. Ah, that, the classic echelon pattern. Yeah, exactly. And that seemed to work out uh, pretty well. You know, you could see each ah. other, uh, you could navigate, avoid. Uh, so, so that worked out well, but uh, we, we got to see all the sights. Uh, water temperature was beautiful i have to say i think comfort wise this is probably the most comfortable i've had warmer water but i've just gotten too hot on the surface you know a sunny day and you just roast and then we've been going down to 38 degrees down at depth and it does tend to get a little chilly in this below the thermocline in fact i should i haven't even pulled up the uh, the the dive profile on it but i bet it was uh it had to been pretty nice yeah, I know we enjoyed our dives, and, and the surface is definitely cooling down compared to what it was, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and there's a distinct thermocline in there. Uh, we saw some of the big crayfish, and they were fun to watch, fun to watch them swim and, and you know, trying to get away and, and think that they're hiding. and uh, Really fun time. We didn't find anything on our first dive, uh, save for a... a a cord that went from one uh, column attraction to another on our way back in. Uh, we swam way out past the um, scuba designated area or scuba park, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but we we enjoyed our time. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. That's great. And then afterwards, we got to go up and eat. Now, did you do? Oh, uh, yeah. Did Did you do two dives? Yeah, we did one right before dinner and then one right after. Don't tell my mom I swam right after I ate, but Uh-oh. we did. Um, no it was, cramps uh, or anything? Pretty cool. No, you know what? I didn't die. I don't, you know. So, I don't know. Maybe it's a wives' tale. Well, I, I think it was the uh, mom wants a nap and not worry about the kids in the water, but uh, that's my conspiracy theory. Right. Give me 10 minutes after I ate to relax for a minute before you guys start tearing up around here again. Yep, I think you're right. That's what it is. So, but yeah, we had uh, options of steak and chicken and everybody brought a dish to pass. And and, uh, Bob had uh, some photos from his uh, tech diving he had done over the last week. So just some beautiful wrecks. Did you get a chance to see those? I didn't, and I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna oh, have to uh, bug him to show me that stuff because I do want to see those pictures. Yeah, some of those wrecks were just absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, some some weren't much deeper than recreational, and some were down to 300 feet. But just you know, everything that's just a whole other set of wrecks that you know I, I keep look eyeing that, thinking, oh, someday I'm gonna have to to step up and, and get to that 
level of diving just to go and yep. and see how some of those wrecks are. But uh, it's that's still quite of an investment, both in time and training, and then in money. Uh, if you're you're yeah. going to have to do a rebreather, or you're going to have to get into some exotic gases, which uh, can can add up pretty quick. Uh, some of those uh, deep uh, tech divers are spending uh, you know a hundred dollars in gases for a day's diving. Yeah, the you know when you're running trimix and things like that, it's it's you're not working on a uh, couple of dollars for a regular fill on an eighty. That's for sure. No, uh, but uh, yeah, so he had some excellent pictures. So great. Uh, you get any other diving in? No, I didn't. Um, we were going to go out and uh, spend some time on the lake on Sunday, but it got a little bit too rough for that. So we just ran around in the river and barely put a toe in the water so we were up on top for the rest of the weekend how about you no i didn't get a a chance uh, to do any more we we pulled the you know the the fair ended so we hauled animals out and uh slept (laughs) really i i was (laughs) i i took monday off this week also kind of the recover which i've learned from years of doing these uh vacations you need a a day with nothing planned now you are still a full-time employee, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually. Because I, every time we talk, it's like, holy smokes! I took off a day, I took off a week. I'm open to dive this week. You know, I don't oh. know how much you can call it taking off when you still put in as many, as many hours you do a normal <laughs> week. So, you know, it's not like some jobs where uh, you know you can take a day off and some you know somebody else production-wise picks up. It's like all yep. my work is still there when I get back. So uh, yep. yeah, I didn't work Monday, but uh, you know, like last night for example, I was I was up till three thirty in the morning, and then uh, this is not my first uh, uh, podcast for the day. I actually did a, a webinar earlier yeah. today, so I've been. It feels like I've been talking all day, which uh, really <laughs> should be much of a surprise to anybody. Right. It's it if the shoe fits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh but uh more activity going on in facebook again you know we, we like to get everybody to uh head over to the facebook page and uh put in your two cents it's I, I like the mix we have of experienced divers and some people who are just getting interested into diving uh, uh we we have uh jamie uh her husband and family are uh you know currently snorkelers and getting into scuba diving so it's actually kind of exciting to to see their excitement and ask questions on gear and equipment and what they can see and what they can expect uh, they've picked up their 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 books and they are going through that so uh just an, an excellent uh, uh conversation going over there so uh, please don't hesitate to, to look in in fact uh, i i've been so busy i haven't been in there the last couple of days so we've got some uh some <laughs> comments to to fill in some some details on uh, so thanks everybody for that uh next week we'll we'll take another peek at the itunes uh ranking so if uh you have any five star reviews you want to drop in there hint hint go ahead and uh, head over there and uh we'll we'll take a look and uh give shout outs for those that we see uh we've got some uh uh interviews set up coming up uh we didn't have time to get it in for this week. You know, right now it's mostly just working with scheduling. Uh, I think it might be a little bit of light heading into Labor Day, uh, trying mm-hmm. to get people done as we squeeze the last vestiges of summer out. But 
we will be having some some people on the show to interview, and it looks like it's going to be a pretty busy fall, uh, going all the way up to the demo show. I, I still haven't decided if I'm I'm going to head to that show yet or not. <sighs> we'll just have to see. Uh, you know, I got to put in for the uh, press credentials, I guess. But uh, you know, Vegas. Uh, you know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So. Yeah. Right. Does that mean I can't podcast from there? Um, no, I think you could probably get a line out. Okay, so yeah, you, I'll bet they've can. got the internet. It's not there. like a black hole or something where it's like no, no. Okay. Well, no, 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 no black hole. No black hole. Okay, so uh, we talked about last week's diving. Uh, any diving coming up this weekend? Any plans? Doggone it! No, no diving. I'm going to be going and spending uh, a day at a water park. Oh, um, sounds nice. Just the last hurrah for summer with uh, the family and kids, and looking forward to going down some crazy slides and things like that. Um, yep. Maybe yeah. Sunday. Maybe, maybe Sunday because yeah, the weather's keep, supposed to be really nice. Yeah, keep me mind Sunday if you do happen to get out the uh, uh, the yeah Saturday. I I know we were planning on heading up there to the water park with you guys, but. Uh, you know the the fall obligations. My son's got football, so I hear you. Yeah, so we'll be we'll be sitting on the bleachers cheering him on. It's kind of a preseason game, so he'll be doing that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm open. I, I still got two empty tanks, so tomorrow I'm going to be filling those up and uh, you know dreaming of some more diving. Right, right. Um, let's see. I think that's. That's it. Maybe the following weekend. The following weekend's a holiday weekend. That's Labor um, Day. I think we're actually planning on uh, hitting the campgrounds. Do they dive there? I don't know. Uh, we're we're going to head over to Twin Mills. That's a nice campground over there in Tijuana. So uh, yep. you'll enjoy I, it. You know, I'm I'm thinking that you know there's some cubby holes that you know. Scuba gear might be able to fit into if I well simply to keep other gear from rolling oh, around. Oh yeah, definitely. You don't, you don't want you want everything to to not fall away. So uh, I'm just wondering, uh, you know, or is somebody going to take exception to me if I'm in the pool there with uh, full scuba gear on or uh, you know, out there in the river maybe? Hmm. Well, let's see. As far as the pool, if there's any concerned mothers, they'll get their kids out of there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And since they've el- uh, eliminated jarts, I don't have to worry about being speared. So, <laughs> well, I think they do have them up in there behind glass in case of emergency. Okay. So I'd case watch out the emergency jarts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in a, in a properly thrown bocce ball can uh, make a little bit of a dent. <laughs> oh, would that hurt? That certainly would. Oh, so yeah, I think uh, we've uh, done it to uh, another week of scuba obsessing. Oh, yeah, I'm not done obsessing, but uh, well, we're, we're never that done. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that that means that it's about time for the uh, scuba joke of the week. Our favorite the bad time. Mm-hmm. This all oh, it's 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 a bad one. You know you 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 know I I have standards that I live up to so. Uh, I try not to let anybody down. So, uh, any last requests before we get going? Um, no, no, just be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. 
Okay, here we go. A scuba driver brings his boat up to a restaurant dock to eat dinner. The dockhand says, I'm sorry, sir, but I can't yet let in here to dine tonight. The establishment has a necktie policy for the evening meal, and you're not wearing one. The diver said, I'm sure I don't have a tie on my boat. The dockhand, not wanting to turn away a customer, said, well, why don't you just find something that's appropriate and approximates a tie? I'm sure that will be okay. This After some time, the diver emerges from his cabin, sporting a pair of jumper cables. Sorry, the diver says, this is all I could find to put around my neck. Sighing, the dockhand says, okay, I'll let you in with those, but just don't start anything. <laughs> Hello, is this thing on? Testing. Testing. You, if, if somebody tuned in for the bad scuba joke, it was a well worth the trip. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh so, yeah. So go out there and get wet. And above all, dive safe. Don't start anything. Call recording has been completed. Mm-hmm.